What's up? What's going on? Welcome back to Red, White, and True Podcast. This is your host, Andrew Britton. And today, you guys, I have a little bit something special for you guys, something that I've talked about doing for quite some time now. Um, you know, uh, I, we're going to, I've talked in the past about how we have multiple microphones to give some hints about something that we're going to do on a future podcast episode. This is not that episode, okay? But yet the special additional person that would be talking into that extra microphone is going to be on this episode. And that special person is my wife. And I'll let her identify herself if she wants to. Hilariously, this was all, the catalyst for this was a trip to the grocery store that my my wife made earlier today. And so the episode is actually titled... Mama's grocery inflation meltdown as she came home from the grocery store today, okay? And I'm sure most of you are experiencing and feeling the same thing. But this episode is going to be different because you're going to hear an extra voice. And I think some of the things that we're going to bring up and talk about in this episode are things, everyday issues that everybody's dealing with, that we get an additional perspective on this podcast episode that's not mine. I think sometimes... I look really deep into things and I analyze things from a really deep perspective. And I, I hope that it doesn't happen, but I think sometimes it's possible that I could lose people because my perspective might not be the most common perspective for the way to look at things. Um, and many times the reason I do this podcast is is really in, an opportunity to kind of vent out some of these feelings and conversations that I have. But interestingly, the format of this particular episode, and we're only using one microphone, so if it gets a little clunky at times or whatever, I apologize for that, but I think it's important that we do this episode the way that we're going to do this, but my wife has told me for years and years and years, the best podcast episodes I do are times when I come home from work or from wherever, or I'm watching something or I'm reading something, and I come in and I just go on some epic rant about something for 15 minutes in a just conversation that we're having in the kitchen. Mikey's complaining to me. Right. <laughs> right. And so uh, oftentimes the the breeding ground for podcast episodes that I have, and I'm sure m many of you would be in the same situation doing this kind of thing, the breeding ground for podcast episodes, topics, and things that I'm ultimately going to say end up being things that I've already conversed with my wife about. Yeah. perspectives that I've given, things that I've said, uh, the manner in which I laid an argument out or whatever. Okay. This episode, we're obviously based on the, the prelude or the preamble that I've given to the episode here. My monologue is that we're, we're going to talk about inflation in some sense, but there's going to be a lot more to this conversation. And to be honest with you guys, it's one of the first pod podcast episodes I've ever done that we don't have a list of topics or a specific direction we want to go. This is really just a conversation, but I do know the manner in which we want to open it. And I want to open it by making an analogy here. Okay. We all know, and we can feel that there are problems in the country right now that we are having an assault on our civil rights, on the rights that have been bestowed upon us as Americans, that the government is really tasked and instructed to protect. Okay, I want to make the analogy here that our rights are very much like muscles. Okay, for too long in this country, for far too long, 
we have failed to educate in our schools the actual civil rights and the civics of the United States of America and, and what those rights are, exactly what the foundation was of those rights, where they came from, how they were created, and teaching people the ultimate history of how the United States came to be and what this individual liberty, this republic style of government, this constitutional republic that we have, what it is, how it was intended to be structured. It's really a bottom-up approach, which is like the total opposite of the direction the federal government's trying to take us right now, which is really more of a communist perspective, which is a top-down. The United States of America was really intended to be very different than that, but our rights are very much like muscles where when we don't use them, they atrophy. And right now, because of ignorance, because of the failure of our education system, our rights are atrophying right. I don't even know if that's a word, but right in front of our eyes that we, they are deteriorating in front of our face as, as the government is trying to strip them away from us because in large part, many of us either don't know what they are or have turned such a blind eye to it that we stop paying attention. And the government has always been on a constant march, at least the tyrants, the, in particular the left and the uniparty in this country, have been on a constant march for about 80 years to strip those civil rights away from us, to bring us under tyrannical control. And I want to start this episode as we made the analogy about the atrophying civil rights like muscles. You don't use your muscles. you'll Your, your muscles will atrophy and they will wither away. Our rights are withering away because we're not exercising them. Because I think in large part, people don't know in detail exactly what the hell their rights actually are. So I wanted to start this episode and bring my wife in here. And I wanted her to read the preamble to the Declaration of Independence because we hear it so often politicians will cite this on a campaign or when they went to when they want to arouse some kind of emotional response from voters in some issue that they want to get voters fired up about so that they can try to sway them to their side okay but they never read the back half of this thing and that's the part that really relates to your rights and what rights you have and the foundation that the federal government that our founders laid out for our reaction to coming under a tyrannical government. So I want to start with the preamble of the Declaration of Independence and the preamble to the Constitution. And as my wife reads these things, here's my wife. Say hi. Hey. You are welcome to identify yourself if you'd like to. With Mystery voice. Mystery voice. There you go. How do you That's like that? You so she's going to read these preambles, okay? And I'm going to break in on certain parts that I think are important to emphasize, okay? And so having said that, here we go. Here's the preamble to the Declaration of Independence, the preamble to the to the Constitution, and a new voice. Yeah. Here on Red White and True podcast. So, welcome welcome my wife everybody. She oftentimes gets to hear podcast episodes. Every well, time. she hears them before you guys do and she hears the creation of them too. So, here she is, okay? And I'd like to welcome her and I hope you guys welcome her 
And I hope you enjoy this different perspective, this different approach to this episode, which is really going to be just kind of an open conversation between the two of us about some of the things that she's noticed that she's frustrated with things that we talk about. And we're just going to see where this conversation goes. So So I'm going to rip this this. thing off. Let's do it. Okay. Declaration of Independence, 1776. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights... Governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Wait, 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 wait. Consent of the governed. Correct. Read that, read that part again. Consent of the governed. Deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. So wait a second. The government derives their power. From us consenting to give them that power. That's what, that's that, what that is? That's what that says. Okay, that's what that well, means. Thank you, Mr. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Okay, continue on. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive, good word, destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people Wait, to, wait. What, what? What? The people. Okay, what is the, is, is rights in that? Is that a capital R? It is. Okay, so read that again. And and I want to keep in mind that the, the R in rights is a capital R and the mm-hmm. the is is the P in people capitalized. Yes, it is. Okay, okay. So read that sentence again, please. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends. Destructive. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. Wait a second. So wait, when we're saying rights with a capital R, we are talking God-given, big R, big G, God-given rights. Yes. Rights that God has given to us because man and governments cannot give us rights. They can only protect rights because those rights come from God, right? Correct. And people being capitalized that we are the in-charge party here. That we are capitalized and emphasized as the people, as an emphasis with the capital P in there, Mm -hmm. that we are the people that actually run the the country. Power given to the government at the consent of the governed. Big R rights, God-given rights by Big G God Hmm. to the people. To the people. And we have, wait, and it says we have the, the, the right to abolish... That yes. government, if they so become destructive or tyrannical? That's what it says. Oh, my goodness gracious. No wonder why they don't ever read the back half of the preamble to I'm the Declaration you. of Independence. Because if, they don't want people to know. If people ain't hey, known. guys, if we act exactly the way we're acting right now, you can drag us out of office by our toenails. Please, please proceed. Okay. That, I'm going to start this again. That whenever... Any form of government becomes destructive of these ends. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect 
their safety and happiness. Well, safety, safety. That is quite an inner safety is an interesting concept, mm-hmm. given the things that I have really complained about on this podcast and railed on this podcast for how long now about what they're doing with the border mm-hmm. in complete violation of their primary duty, which is to provide safety right. to us. They have failed in their primary duty. So and it's a big reason we did this because going out, not feeling safe. I've never not felt safe. And that's how I feel now. You know, I can take care of myself, but I have two children that are with me and it, I worry, you know, give some context to that. Explain what your experience, before we get into the preamble to the constitution, that was the preamble to the declaration of independence. I'm sorry. I broke it up a little bit. But I thought it was important to emphasize yeah. those specific points that are the back half of the preamble that nobody in the government ever wants to tell you about. And in large part, in schools, they don't teach you about and anymore. It's so important. Which it is one of the most important parts. Yeah. It is just as important as the front half. Yeah. In fact, it says, hey, the front half says, hey, we're creating this government because we want to create these things. Right. But if the government ever fails... To provide these things, it's up to you the to people have the God-given right to drag these a-holes out <laughs> by their yeah. toenails and say, absolutely not. We do not choose this. You have failed. You are governing at the consent of us, and you have failed, so you will go. And the fact that they're trying to, to just turn it back around on us right now, we're not going to start that one. But anyhow, the safety thing, okay? So... What happened? Just nothing necessarily happened. There was not anything crazy that happened, okay? But like I said, I have never not felt safe in my own community going to the local grocery store. How long have you been here? I've been here my entire life. 38, almost 40 years. Okay. Okay? My entire life. Grew up here. I've lived in the same town, little town, my entire life. Never have I felt unsafe or I couldn't go somewhere by myself. As a woman, okay? And I walk out now, and because of the the border, and we see all this crime. I mean, we just watched the show, and they showed the no-go zones in Chicago. And it is literally like half of Chicago is no-go zones for police, which means, oh, we'll just come clean up the bodies. That's scary. So just to throw out the numbers of what we saw, there are 500-plus murders a year in Chicago in which 75% of them go unsolved. And we don't live in a huge city, but I live very close to a big city. And I've seen that spill over. And, hey, you know, you learn things, you, you live through it, you experience it. But I feel now, I, I'm, I fear for my children. I don't want them to be, you know... Stolen. Are you seeing people at the grocery store? Because you guys, just to keep, just to provide a little bit more context, it's like my, my wife does the most of the grocery shopping. Okay? All of the grocery shopping. Right. Like 99.9%. <laughs> okay. But are you seeing people without getting too deep into this? Are you seeing uh, people from the community in the grocery store um, that you haven't typically seen in the grocery store in larger quantity, larger numbers oh, than yeah. you've ever seen before? And I mean... In particular, people that don't speak English. Definitely. For sure. And look, you know, there's always been a mixed group in this community. It's not never, there's never been one more than one or the other. It's a pretty mixed community. But you have seen a large influx of 
non-English speaking people, which, hey, more power to you. I'm not hating. But. Well, I mean, the. the but the, the, but the, the border being wide open is a huge problem. And I think that's why these people are coming in. They're getting money. They're getting our money to go shopping at the same grocery store I'm shopping at. And I don't feel safe. And that's just the truth. Well, and uh, I mean, let's just be honest here. The official language of the country is English. Yeah. It, I mean, it's on the books. It's the only. It's it, it's on the books. I mean, it used to be, you, you hear the Democrats want to talk about Ellis Island, Ellis Island, Ellis Island. Well, first off, they let 12 million, I think they let 12 million people through Ellis Island in like 40 years. 75. Seven, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they've done that on our border in three years. And by the way, when they let people through Ellis Island, they had to go through very detailed uh, medical checks. They had to check to make sure that they could read and and uh, most of the time, they had to verify that these people could speak English in some way, shape, or form because the national language was freaking English. Because how are you going to get a job if you can't speak English? That, oh, well, Lord have mercy. Well, that just sounds an abs- like an absolute bizarro world, right? I mean, how are you going America. to operate in a country? I mean, think of this. Say you go to any country that doesn't speak English without your cell phone to translate right. for you. Imagine how unbelievably difficult with hand signals you're going to have to try to communicate with people. You can't do a job that way. So I know the Democrats love to throw the, you know, give us your tired, give us your sick, give us your poor. Okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's a throwaway line they put out there saying that the United States of America is really built on the backs of immigrants. And it is. Let's be honest. Most of us are immigrants to this country. But. The immigration process okay. used to be a much more tidied up process where they had certain expectations for people that they were going to allow into the country. And in well, fact, they had they used to have we used to have quotas. Well, not only that, but the people that were coming into our country weren't trying to kill us with fentanyl, weren't coming over here as divisions of army, you know, military. We're seeing yeah. thir- 3000 Chinese national men come over here in for- the last month. For the last month? For what? Well, so far this month, I think, actually, that number is. You know, I mean, these are not families. These are not people that want to come here to make a better life. And we watched, you know, we watched Lara Logan the other night, and she, (laughs) some of the stuff, sorry, she says, um, very hard to watch. But it's, uh, you hear about some of these stories that, of these girls who come over here and they owe the cartels. And they have to go through horrifying experiences. One of the things that, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into that. Uh, if you guys have a Rumble account, go look up Laura Logan's account. She's she gives awesome. a speech to the border convoy that they just did here recently. It is hard to watch. Um, it, it's hard to watch. But it needs to be watched. The topics that she talks about are hard to hear about, but it is reality. And people need to know that when they are inviting this type of invasion across the border, this is not a humani- This is not a humane thing that you are supporting if you support what's going on with the immigration in this country right now. This is not immigration. This is an invasion. Mm-hmm. This is an abject violation of the immigration laws in this country being violated by those coming here and being violated by those in charge allowing this to continue. I want to make one point about the grocery store. You've seen a massive increase in people walking around that do not speak English. And this is not something that you've seen in recent years. But we've not 
had any incidents where we've seen anybody commit a crime or seen anybody heckling or hassling anybody. Well, that's because in my community, you're held accountable. You will go to jail. Well, a lot of people carry guns. That too. That's a big it's one. It's kind of the equalizer, right? You no, know, I mean, you see a lot. You do. I have seen a lot of families, and that does make me feel better. But I've also seen a big influx of younger men that... Young teenage men. Young teenage men that, you know, I know they don't care about getting in trouble. They've got tattoos all over their face. And look, you you can say what you want, but you look a certain way and people are going to feel a certain way. Well, and you should also understand in those Hispanic cultures. Yes, okay, that's, a, that's a big sign. Um, when you have tattoos on your face, that almost immediately identifies you as a gang member. Yes. Because that is really not something in those cultures that is an acceptable thing. So uh, th- those are clear identifiers to people in those communities, in those cultures. To When they see those tattoos, they know what that means. Yes. And so, so do I. That's how I know this. You know, I mama didn't raise no fool. And so <laughs> it's, that's a scary thing. But it is outside of that. What was it about the trip to the grocery store that caused the massive meltdown? The meltdown. Okay. The trip to the grocery store. I, you know, here's the thing. Times are rough for everyone. So to complain or to, you know, get upset about the inflation, I know everyone everyone feels it right now. But it is amazing to me that things, I, I could go to the grocery store three, four years ago and spend $150 and have food for two weeks. I cannot go to the grocery store today and spend $100 and have food for five days. We're struggling pretty good right now. It, and I live in a, in a state where the cost of, of living is very low. Yeah. Which is why I, I love this place. Yeah, we won't leave here. We won't leave. For a multitude of reasons. It, yeah. And that being a large part of it. But um, it, it's we, bad. We should have been in a situation, given what our finances were, right? right. We should have been in a situation where we were going to really start getting ahead. Yes. And then all of a sudden, we got the inflation hammer dropped yes. on us. And now, not only are we not getting ahead, we are really struggling, like many families in the United States of America, especially those trying to raise children, just to keep the lights on and feed the kids, right? And if your child wants to play a sport, I hope you have an extra couple hundred laid back because not only do you have the feed, and look, you know, I am all for kids playing sports because I think it's very good to help with discipline and, you know, there's a lot of things, but I mean, trying to get them the gear and the fees and the practice, the gas back and forth to practice, it it adds up very quickly. And when you're bringing home a certain amount that you've been accustomed to and that amount isn't going as far as it has, it can be very overwhelming. So when you came in from the grocery store today, and I think, I think there are so many families across America that are feeling the exact same thing that yeah. we're feeling and the same frustration that you're feeling in particular at the grocery store. Yeah. Because that is just absolutely mashing people out at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It is un- the numbers that the government's putting out about the inflation numbers. They don't yeah. even touch the reality of what is happening at the grocery store. It is it, their numbers are so gamed and so rigged to try and convince you to not believe your lying eyes and not to try to convince you to not believe your lying savings and checking account. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. As if they think we can't do simple math or that we don't notice that, Hey, uh, goodness gracious. Uh, um, I don't get paid for a while and I'm out of money. 
And that wasn't the way before. But when you came home and you were really upset about the amount of money that you just put out and what you brought home from the grocery store and, and where that put us. Yeah. You came home, right? And you asked me a <laughs> fundamental question. And what was the what was the question that you asked me? Hey, babe. <laughs> What would you do to stop inflation right now? Drill, baby, drill. And what could we do to maybe bring interest rates down or stop the or, and decrease the price of things? Uh, drill, baby, drill. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> All right, let me add some context to that. Okay, and and it, it the conversation when she brought when she came home she was really upset and and it was, I was fired up it, and and this conversation was. Much louder and, and much more heated than <laughs> this is right now. She wasn't angry with me, obviously, because I didn't do this. Uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats did. Okay. And the, the fake climate change hoaxers did. Okay. Man-made climate change hoaxers. All right. But I say that from this perspective. So my wife comes home and she says, what can we do to fix inflation? And I said, drill, baby, drill. Well, what can we do to try to get bring costs down? Drill, baby, drill. What can we do to try to stabilize the economy, to stabilize the dollar, to ensure that we still continue to live with the same luxuries of the dollar being the reserve currency of the world and the petrodollar being the reserve currency of petro petroleum trade and uh, really uh, hydrocarbon trade around the world. What can we do? Drill, baby, drill. And what can we do to try and deal with this massive debt problem that's like Damocles' sword hanging over our head, just waiting for somebody to cut the strand of hair and cut our head off, cut the head off the economy. What can we do? Drill, baby, drill. And I say that from this perspective. Okay, let, let me let me give some some analysis behind what I mean when I'm saying drill, baby, drill, because I think we all know that's a, a really common phrase, really made most famous by one Donald J. Trump, who gets it. Yeah. The man gets it. Okay. And and here here it is. Okay. So economies run on cheap energy. Literally Western civilization, the entire developed world runs on cheap energy. That cheap energy for many years was brought to us via coal and petroleum because our our transportation sector ran on petroleum and much of our electric grid ran on coal. Well, in an effort to bring down CO uh, carbon output, we started to transition to a liquid natural gas, which Joe Biden, Joe Biden and the deep state most certainly were responsible for blowing up Nord Stream, the Nord Stream pipelines, the Russian pipelines to Germany. Okay. Then what happened is Germany needed that energy. Europe needed that energy. They shifted to us to provide that energy to them. Now, Joe Biden behind the scenes and the Democrats behind the scenes have been providing that energy to Europe without making a big deal about it so that their climate change hoaxers on their party don't freak out about it. Well, when Texas decided they were going to finally, Greg Abbott, finally stand up on the border and say no, couple of years late. Yeah, only three years late, but they finally did it. I mean, I guess better late than never. (laughs) Joe Biden decides that he's going to punish them by restricting 
their ability to export natural gas, which really only hurts or liquid natural gas, which really only hurts our allies who we promised to sell them natural gas after we essentially committed an act of war against our ally on the pipeline that supplies cheap energy to their civilization. Okay. So we started to bring down our carbon output levels because we started transitioning the economy away from coal into liquid natural gas. Well, that's not good enough for the climate hoaxers because they need to be able to push their green energy stuff. And, and you guys, I want you to think of this, okay? When you hear green energy, you should hear unreliable energy. Yeah. So when you hear, oh, we're going to have much more uh, green energy, uh, wind and solar, hear unreliable energy. That <laughs> stuff only works about 25% of the time, okay? And when you hear, oh, we're going to move to green cars, hear unreliable, unreliable cars. They don't, expensive, <laughs> they don't work in the cold, okay? It breaks the back of the foundation of what created the economic stability that allowed us for Western civilization to really grow out of the industrial revolution, cheap energy. Also keep in mind, they are depriving developing third world countries of gaining access to this cheap energy. This is why many of these countries are starting to do deals with the devil to do deals with China instead of dealing with us because we're telling them, nope, can't have that energy. You're going to stay poor. And China's like, oh, no, no. Who does that? Oh, no, no. We'll give you all the access in the world. You just need to sign your soul over to us and we'll help you provide the, the infrastructure necessary to build this stuff. But we're going to control the infrastructure. But they're still you, a developing nation, right? Or, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, they're developing. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, when I say drill, baby, drill, here's the ultimate theme of this. God gave us an incredible amount of hydrocarbon resources. And when I say hydrocarbon, I mean fossil fuels. And I call them hydrocarbons because they're hydrocarbons. They're not dinosaur bones. And they're not prehistoric forests forests that have degraded into this goo. It would be cool if they were. That would be pretty amazing. It would be pretty cool. But that's not what it is. And, And we know that that's not what it is because scientists have actually found hydrocarbons floating in the middle of space. Okay? There was no dinosaurs and there was no prehistoric forests. That we know. In the middle of space floating around. Okay. So. Would have been cool if there was. We don't even really know how these hydrocarbons create themselves. We don't really know to the extent how much we actually have of it. But we know we have way more than we ever thought. And we know that they replenish themselves way faster than we ever thought. We also know that the more carbon we output, the more plants grow. Okay. So on the drill baby drill side of things. When the economy runs on cheap energy, if Donald Trump gets in, okay, or if, say, Joe Biden had some mea culpa moment and decided he was going to change his his ill-gotten ways, and he was going to start saying, we're going to drill, baby, drill, that would reduce the cost of fuel, of petroleum. The cost of petroleum is driving up the cost of everything right now. It is an impossibility for the Biden administration, the Democrats to get inflation under control because they will not settle the cheap energy crisis that they have created. Now, I know people are like, well, they're producing more than they ever did before. Well, okay, yes, they are, but we are still millions of barrels behind the pace we would have been at where we actually need to be at 
to be energy independent. When the cost of energy goes down, the cost of all the food is going to go down. You'll hear people say, well, the prices have gone up, and even if Donald Trump gets in, prices aren't going to go back down. That's not true. There are multiple instances in history where prices went back down because there was a unique event that occurred. In this instance, it was a unique event committed and created by the Democrats and the Biden administration that caused this energy crisis. So when the energy cost goes down, gas prices go down. That will cause transportation costs to go down. Trucks transport goods in every sector. Everything you buy is transported on a truck or on a jet. If that transportation cost is up, the cost of everything is up. So cost of goods and services will go down. It is the chain reaction. There's other aspects to this too. Okay, there's there's two other aspects that I want to talk about here quickly. Okay, our currency is just getting trashed around the world. We are the world's reserve currency, which means... The most commonly traded currency in the world is the dollar. And most people in many instances for years have been required to trade the dollar. We are losing that because our government is abusing the ability to print money. That is inflating costs. They are increasing the money supply without increasing the goods causing the cost of everything to go up. So to break it down, you told me the other day, if I had a dollar in my piggy bank when Joe Biden started, from their numbers, what would that equal to now? It'd be 84 cents about now. What are the real numbers? It's probably closer to about 75 to 70 cents. Simple as that. However, on this currency issue, okay, Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard in 1972. You guys understand that the government could not overspend the way that they do now when the currency was backed by gold because we only had as much currency as we had gold. If they ran out of gold or if they spent up to the limit, they didn't have more money to go get unless they went and got more gold. Well, the gold standard really wouldn't work anymore because we really can't get enough gold to back all the currency. But what we do have... What we do have is an absolute God-given blessing of an abundance of hydrocarbons. We have more than anybody else on the face of the planet. We need to boot the Federal Reserve, back our currency with a basket of commodities. That would include gold, silver, copper, uh, liquefied natural gas, petroleum, coal. Uh, You could even do nuclear, wind, solar. Okay, all these commodities, these tangible things that you can touch. Right. These things that we have as resources to us, right? Right. Right. We would say, okay, this basket of commodities, uh, we're going to set this thing up. And whatever the value of these are, this is the stable number in which we want to keep the dollar at. And it does keep them from overspending, too. And they can't overspend anymore, which we also need to add a constitutional amendment, a balanced budget amendment. But that would stabilize the currency they and, and the goal of the Fed, the goal of the Federal Reserve at that point should be forget them controlling interest rates. The market should do that itself. OK, but if you drill, baby, drill and you back your currency on drill, baby, drill. Mm-hmm. OK, you're going to drive down the cost of everything, 
which the government will tell you, oh my God, we can't have the cost of things come down. That's deflation. That's a really scary, scary thing. It's way scarier than inflation. You want to see them freak out? Watch deflation happen. This particular administration. Now, this happens under the Trump administration. They'll understand this. Okay, but drill, baby, drill. Costs will go down. We back the currency on the hydrocarbons. That stabilizes that. That ensures that we continue to stay the world's reserve currency because if we lose that, all the dollars around the world will come flooding back into America, increasing the money supply even more without increasing the goods, and we will get destroyed. You want to see people going to the grocery store with a wheelbarrow of cash to buy a loaf of bread, just like the Weimar Republic in in Germany, pre-World War II? Yeah, that's where we're going to be at if we lose the world's reserve currency. In so long term, it could actually work out to not be such a bad thing. I've heard that argument made. Short term, it's a debacle. It's an absolute debacle, and it totally changes the standard of living that the United States has been used to living for a long, long time. And then thirdly, on... The, what was what was the what was the third point that I had? So the Federal I, Reserve. So, oh, that's right. So it was it was uh, cost of everything comes down, inflation comes down. Right. Uh, back the uh, the currency with it, and then get rid of the Fed. Yeah, the Fed, which is by the way, not federally owned, which is pretty funny because it's called the Federal Reserve. In large part, the Federal Reserve is controlled by the banks, by the elites. The, the, yes. By the yeah. by, the banks that we have made, and that we've bailed out with taxpayer dollars, too big to fail. To make them too big to fail. Good movie, watch it. It is a very good movie. It's also a terrifying movie. It's very scary. One because you see how close we were to absolute collapse, but two, you also see what they did mm-hmm. created the exact problem that we have right now. You see the power. How much power are they actually Too have? much government bailout. Way too much. You guys, power. in free market economies, which is what we're supposed to be, if a company sucks <laughs> and they do or they do something really stupid. A bad product, it's not gonna sell. And they fail, the market just gobbles that up. Mm-hmm. Those consumers are still there for that product. And as long as there is a competitor that makes a similar product, that competitor is just going to gain much of the business. Or the com- or the multiple competitors are just going to gain the business that the stupid company had. Yeah. So whatever the stupid company's loss is is the gain of their competitors. Correct. That's the way the free market economy should work. Okay, that's probably a, a longer version of the inflation meltdown grocery store situation yeah, that we a lot had. More yelling too. <laughs> but I, I think that's a pretty in depth analysis of yeah. where. One, what is the problem that's th- yeah. that we really have? Look, they can they can beat around the bush and tell you all the issues that they want to for why inflation sits where it sits right now. But the main driver of inflation and the reason that they cannot and will not be able to control it is because of their climate policy. Everything and is awesome. Do, do you want to get into the John Kerry side of the climate policy? Because okay, I know what? you were really upset when we brought that up earlier. Okay. John Kerry's a clown. Just first and foremost, I'm just going to throw that out there. Skeletal. Clown. Okay. Straight clown. This man said we, we need to get rid of agriculture, which I'm not aware if anyone knows, but agriculture, farming, you know, the people who produce our food. Oh, that was another part of it. Go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. The people who produce the food, 
the farmers, agriculture. And the ranchers, yeah. Everyone. We need to get rid of that. Yeah. They're trying to starve us and kill us. That, that's exactly what they're trying to do. And, and they're trying to pull this game in Europe. And the Europeans, are they're a little bit ahead. And their farmers are revolting. You guys won't see this story almost anywhere else unless you watch like Steve Bannon or uh, Jack Posobiec, a couple people. But there are massive uprisings, uh, populist conservative uprisings Mm -hmm. all across Europe from farmers. And I know that they're going on in the Netherlands, in Germany, in France. Uh, I think they've got Italy and Spain in there, too. And I mean huge where you've got farmers coming into the cities and totally locking down these major European cities for days and days at a time, riding their tractors in. Massive uprisings. And the farmers are literally telling the people, look, guys, what they're trying to do, they're going to starve you Mm -hmm. to death. Here's the thing. The World Economic Forum, this is a product of the World Economic Forum. Okay, the World Economic Forum came up with this really amazing plan for reimagining agriculture, okay, which is freaking stupid. Everything they do. These stupid. elites are so ridiculous. They think they're so much smarter than everybody. It's unbelievable. They think they're so smart that they can go to these agricultural uh, communities, these families that have farmed for like eight generations, yeah. and they think they can go tell these people, hey, guys. Uh, we have reimagined the way you're going to do things because we definitely know how to farm better than you do, despite right. the fact that most of us have like never gotten dirt under our fingernails, not a single day in our life, not right. even when we were children. Like These are totally deprived, very oddly uh, raised people yes. that are were raised in elite communities that are just bizarre, weird, oftentimes creepy pedo people. They're bubble people. Yeah, they, they are. So, okay, so... They decided, and they used to have this on their website. This is hilarious. Oh, it's not hilarious for the people that live in Sri Lanka, but okay. (laughs) So the WEF puts out this model, and Sri Lanka, they get Sri Lanka to adopt this this model, this new farming model they have that's going to be, you know, green, clean uh, fertilizers, and it's going to be it's going to be so much better. Do you want to take a guess? Do you want to take? I, I'm having a hard time not saying your name. Do you want to take a guess, okay. Mama, at what happened to the agriculture in Sri Lanka? Hmm. Did it just go away? It totally collapsed. Oh, the people were shocking. starving. There was no food. Now, on the WEF website, they used to say, Oh my gosh, look at this Sri Lanka model for reimagining agriculture. This is so amazing. Look what we're doing. And as soon as the country literally collapsed into chaos, the people rose up. They went into the palaces. They drugged the leadership out. They killed them in the street. Yeah, I remember that. They lost their minds. There was no food to eat. They they were starving. You guys, go look at the pictures. Their their agricultural fields are just dust bowls because they took their fertilizer away because they said their fertilizers and their farm animals were causing too much global warming. Because of cow farts. Because of cow farts and because the fertilizer was made out of a petroleum product. Okay? It's just a total garbage. And look, if you think farmers don't want to and don't know how to best steward and take care of their land, you're an idiot. That's how they make their living. Yes. They want their land to be as healthy as possible. That's all they know. Because if it's not healthy, they don't make money. And these people feed the world. But, 
Okay, from the agricultural perspective, the Biden administration is putting unbelievable sanctions and regulations on farmers and ranchers around this country. That is also driving up the cost of meat. That's driving up the cost of chicken and pork. Everything. It is and it, it's causing us to ha- actually have shortages. And because of their regulation and the increased cost of fertilizer and fuel, because farms largely run on diesel fuel, right. that's also hugely driving up the cost of food. Right. The inflation is a total self-inflicted wound. So they could fix it. They could fix it tomorrow. And they are choosing not to. They are choosing not to. They Absolutely. Just, they just want to kill us. Because well, it seems like they want us I to die. Believe That's it. really what it looks like. That's how, what I believe. Okay, so go look up the Sri Lanka thing. Go look up the stuff that's going on in Europe. And people have, uh, people saved the WEF websites when they were promoting their Sri Lanka plan before they took it down when Sri Lanka collapsed into absolute chaos and anarchy. Okay, that's out there. So if you don't believe me, yeah, go, go look it up. It's there. It happened. Sri Lanka descended into absolute madness. We're seeing very similar things in South Africa right now, where you have a man who's about ready to take over South Africa that uh, he's bought into all this WEF garbage. Oh, my God. And he, they have these massive rallies where he talks about kill the boar, kill the pig, kill the white man. Okay? He was just interviewed on South African mainstream media in which he would not commit to whether or not he would or wouldn't commit genocide on the white people in the country. Oh my gosh. Okay, these are the things that our government, the leaders of our country who buy in to the World Economic Forum Crap. garbage. Crap. Okay? These people believe the same things. You guys, I want you to think about this. When we talk about a one-world government, okay, a one-world government. Who is the most powerful, not even close? Who is the most powerful government and who has the most powerful globalists and money behind them in the world? We do. Who? America. The 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 good old you mean the good old US of A? The good old US of A. Who do you think then is driving this policy around the world? The good old US of A. Hmm. The backhanded smack. Right. And so, if you have any doubt that they are bringing these policies to your doorstep to do the same exact thing to you, these are people that say that 7 billion people need to die because the planet, we're like cockroaches. And they that get the, to pick that. we're poisoning the planet. They get to pick what people die. Well, they think they're God. Of course. I like Tucker's analogy where he says he breaks people down into two categories. Those who know that they're not God and those who believe that they are God. Those who believe that they are God are the World Economic Forum people. Yes, the elites. And people who historically, throughout all of human history, people who believe that they're God, that act in the manner in which they are God, they make the most awful, most dreadful most painful, most suffering decisions. Well, they are not held to the same standard as normal people because they're God. They can't be wrong, right? They can't be wrong. How could they be wrong? They're God. They can never admit they're wrong because they're never wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Me too. 
And I think I'm a reasonably smart person, but I'm wrong all the time because I'm not God. I fall short of being God. I fall short of... No one's perfect. I fall short of being Jesus Christ. I fall short of those things every single day. In fact, every waking moment of my life, I fail. With, uh, it, to not I think sin. does. <laughs> okay, we all fail. Yeah, find me a person that doesn't sin every single day. But it's kind of the point, right? Jesus came here. God gave his only begotten son because he knew and realized that we were imperfect beings. Yeah. And so God gave his only begotten son. And all we had to do in return was accept Christ into our heart. These people don't do that. They don't understand that kindness, that compassion, that love. They don't do that because they believe that they are God. They are the most dangerous thing that this planet has ever faced. The difference is, is that God looks at us with love. They look at us with hatred. They look at us as, like you said, cockroaches. And they can just step on us and we don't know anything. They, There's no doubt that they hate us. Yeah, I know. They're trying to There's make us eat bugs. Absolutely no doubt. And I got to tell you, one of the things that I would like to see most is for Donald Trump and a bunch of America First conservatives, God-fearing conservatives, to get in control of the government, declassify all this garbage they've been doing. Yeah. Show that to the people so the people can see, we the people, with the big R, God-given rights, and the big G, God-given rights can see what our government has been doing in our name so that we can finally start to see and understand so that many of the American people can start to see and understand why the world hates us so much. It makes so much more sense when you understand that, okay, if we think about perfect example, the Chinese, you know, you can say, oh, I don't like the Chinese, but it's not the people that you don't like. It's the CCP. That's fact. Because the CCP is who controls everything. Crazily enough, the toilet paper. If you don't have a correct social score, you're only getting one little square of toilet paper from the CCP. She's talking about the social credit score in the CCP. If you have a bad, if you have to use a public restroom and you have a bad social credit score, when you show your face to the AI there, if your credit score is bad, you're not getting any TP. This is what is coming here. This is what they want to do to you. You cannot let your rights atrophy. You cannot let that happen. You need to flex and you need to exercise your rights. That doesn't mean break the law. That doesn't mean be violent in any way, shape, or form. You have God-given rights that the government, no man, can ever take from you. And if you don't use them, they will wither to nothing, just like muscles that don't get used. That is what democracy is. That is what the most our founders said. One of the most dangerous things that we could ever have happen in this country. There were two things that the country moved away from God and that we had an uneducated electorate, which is what we have. We have accomplished both of those things. Yes. Now, I feel in my heart a movement back towards the other direction where people are paying attention more now. And I think people are feeling such desperation Mm -hmm. and such loss of hope. They find themselves, the only place they can turn back to is the church. Now, sadly, the church has failed in Mm -hmm. so many instances. Churches have become woke. They've become cowards. They've become too much of the turn the other cheek. 
Jesus didn't just tell us to turn the other cheek all the time. There were times that he told us to go sell everything you own and buy a sword and defend yourself. Turn the tables. Jesus turned the tables on the money changers, the thieves that were overtaxing and stealing from the people. Mm -hmm. This is the exact types of things that as Christians and as Americans, with the God-given rights that we have, we must go to our representatives and say, you have failed us. You are not governing at the consent of the governed. And I don't want to hear your garbage about how you are better briefed and you are more informed than we are and that, you're, and that we're stupid and you're smart. Yeah. That is not the argument that you are allowed to make. No. We will not allow you to do that because you serve at our pleasure. And it's actually pretty crazy because we were talking earlier today about how it used to be that when a place, a city or, you know, a, a certain area in the country, a state, a certain state was doing something crazy, you could blame the people and say, well, those people voted for their elect, you know, their government. So if that's what they want. And you know what? That That's how it's supposed to be. That's why each state has their own individual state laws and state constitution. And now, because of what we know is the elect, you know, the uh, election fraud, and you don't know if the people that are in office were actually voted for by the people, and that's scary because if we're not putting them in, then who is? Flowered Piven, right? Right. The attack on every institution, creating as many crises as possible. But crazy and scary. When you get to, when a civilization gets to the point, when a society gets to the point where they don't even trust their elections, when you have a democratic constitutional republic like we do, Mm -hmm. a Republican, small r, style Mm -hmm. of government, that is a bottom-up structure of government. The founders intended for our local governments, our school boards, our mayors, our city councils, and then our county governments. The ones you interact with more on a day-to-day basis. Yes, and then your state government and then your federal government. They intended for the local governments to be the most important elections that you had. They intended for your local governments to be the ones that impacted and affected your lives the most. Because they do. They should. They should. They should. We shouldn't have edicts and diktats coming down from the federal government like there's some type of monarchy or mandates mandates (laughs) or some type of communist regime Mm -hmm. that rules from a centralized planned center, Washington, D.C., the swamp, where... (laughs) They just drop edicts on the people like this is the mandate you will do. You will take the shot. It takes this. It it takes the needle in the skin if it wants to work again. (laughs) Okay, this is what these are the things that they've done to us that they think they're allowed to do. And they are not. They are not. Not unless. Look, it's very simple. People will treat you the way you allow them to treat you. Hey, it's something I live my life by. If you don't want a man to beat you, don't let him. If you don't want a person to steal from you, don't let them. It's a very simple, very 
very, very simple-minded way of living. But look, if you want to be treated with respect, then be around people who treat you with respect. It's simple. So I, I talked about in the last episode that the people actually got a win, where we actually, the people contacted their senators and killed that ridiculous border slash immigration amnesty bill in the Senate. You mean okay? the, border, the border bill that had money going to Gaza and Israel? <laughs> right. Does that make sense? We fund both sides of the war, just like we were funding Pakistan when we were fighting in Afghanistan, and Pakistan was supporting Afghanistan. So we were funding both sides of a war that we were fighting so in. So we were killing our own soldiers? That's an absolute fact. Yeah, that's that's not good. Uh, At all. We also have the the company that collects data for the federal government. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, they collect and save disgusting, absolutely uh, fetish, pedophile data that they allow to be transmitted around the world. These are the people that collect the data for the federal government. They can very easily stop it. They were also sending out and, and releasing data to our enemies of specific locations of our troops yeah. and troop movements to allow the to allow terrorists to kill Americans to know where they were. And if you don't believe me on that one, they just had to pay out a lawsuit mm-hmm. to a bunch of gold star families because they sold the information to the terrorists to kill our soldiers. This is the company that our government Jesus. allows and uses to store our data. And they have data servers all around the country and all over the world. There's one in Nevada. Mm-hmm. And I think there's one in there's one in a church, a cathedral. A, a cathedral mm-hmm. in Europe. Yeah. And there's more security at these places than there is at the White House. Yeah. That's how much they care about this data and they're selling you and I out at every single turn. Mm-hmm. They have different pieces of data and profile built on us that they are willing to give out to the highest bidder. Yep. They don't care about us. The idea of individual liberties, of bottom-up governance, of a, of a small-R Republican style of government in the United States of America, they have destroyed those mm-hmm. principles. That is what we need to return back to. And if we don't get Donald Trump in this next election, it, we're done. We, there will be no more rights. It's it's over. There will be nothing. It's it's very scary to think this is the most important election ever. And that's not hyperbolic. No, that's not me being dramatic. It, because like look, it, during every election we've had for like the last 40 years everybody's like this is the most important election in the history of the world. <laughs> no, this is it. This is it. This is the one. This is the one and Donald Trump is providential. And if you don't believe it, just look what they're doing to him. He is your tool. He is your weapon mm-hmm. to restore America. Crazy. Through peaceful means. The peaceful means of the restoration of the United States of America. The, the taking the country back from our overlords mm-hmm. that reside in Washington, D.C. and in the swamp. Right. And that the find themselves in WEF Davos meetings and conferences and in the Munich Security Conference, or whatever that thing's yeah. called that they're doing right now for the where all the uh, the defense contractors go to, taking our country back from the military-industrial comp- complex, taking our country back 
from the science industrial complex, taking our country back, the people taking it back from the education industrial complex, Mm -hmm. taking our country back from the medical industrial complex, taking our country back from the technocratic uh, tech company uh, complex, industrial complex that are the overlords that rule over this country that think that they actually have a right to do that. But the people need to wake up and see and understand that constitutionally speaking, from a big R, big G, God-given rights, you have the same power to institute change that they do. And I get it. Means and assets matter. They do. The ability to have the money to pay for a lawsuit. Right. Those things matter, but nothing, 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 nothing will ever overcome the human spirit and desire to achieve something. Very true. Nothing will ever do that, especially when that task and that purpose and that objective is built on a foundation of God. And Jesus Christ is my savior because when you walk on that righteous path in that righteous fight, God will always have your back and Jesus Christ will always have your back. And there is absolutely nothing more powerful than that. That is how the United States of America was created when we defeated the most powerful empire on the world in the world. They were on, the United Kingdom was on its rise at the time. They were a rising empire. They were growing, becoming more powerful. And this group of dissidents over in this colonies, the United States, decided they weren't having any more of it. And they showed up here with the most powerful military on the world, in the world, the most powerful navy, and we ran them back to the Atlantic Ocean we laid it down. because we fought an absolute righteous mm-hmm. battle. The farmers and the militias that they that they scoffed at, mm-hmm. that they had, well, these weren't dignified, civilized people that have any right to be on the battlefield with us. We sent them back home. I'd take those people any day. Go home. This is ours, and we will no longer live under your tyranny. We will no longer live under your tyrannical rules. We will no longer allow you to be our tyrannical overlords. And we find ourselves in that same kind of situation now, except for now we find ourselves with a fascistic government Mm -hmm. with our technocratic authoritarian overlord elites Mm -hmm. dictating to us what we should do. And we brought up the John Kerry thing a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. Talk about for a second, what I told you about John Kerry and what happened in Congress that you couldn't believe was even possible. So John Kerry was appointed by Joe Biden. So Joe Biden created like a cabinet level position. Created. Right. Awesome. Just created a cabinet level position for climate change. And, and he appointed John Kerry to that. Because that makes sense. Okay. 
in order to in order to be seated in a cabinet level position, what has to happen? They have to uh, pay you with government taxpayer dollars. Well, they they do, but you also have to be confirmed by the Senate. By the Senate. So you have to lay out the structure of that particular cabinet position, their staff, right. and what their objectives are going to be. Basically what they do. And how and why the person that runs that particular cabinet right. position, like the Secretary of Defense, why Secretary of State. Why should we give you tax dollars? Right. That they are qualified to do that job. The Senate then votes and confirms those people, and then right. they assume their cabinet level positions. Except they didn't do that with John Kerry. No, they did not. And And then why? what else happened? Well, Well, John Kerry told them... No, I won't. Not I can't. What did they ask him? They asked him for who worked for him and how much did they make. Ooh. And he said, "Why well, I, I won't tell you that. Not I can't. I won't tell you that." Now, how many? I don't even know how many laws that is that you've just broken. But the Senate never okayed your position. Nor have you ever given us any information on. How much money you, your position, and the people that you work for you make, or who they are? So, are are you saying that John Kerry is an illegitimate usurper, just like Joe Biden? I could say a lot meaner things than that, but I'm not going to. So, and, and just so you know, John Kerry being asked these questions and telling Congress, "No, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not." going to tell you who works for me. I'm not going to tell you who pays them. I'm not going to tell you what treaties we're signing in the name of the American people. I'm not going to tell you what type of monetary commitments we've made to other countries and what type of agreements we've gotten into. Congress has oversight of executive cabinet level positions. For So for John Kerry to go in there and look at Congress, who has oversight over him, who never confirmed him, he's an illegitimate usurper, <laughs> and him to say, I will not answer your questions and do it in the most arrogant, smug way possible, in ways that almost only Skeletor himself could do it. Yeah, I don't like that guy. He is a terrible human being. He really And is. he has not ever earned a single thing in his life. Mm, never has he earned a single thing in his life. And he goes up there and lies his Skeletor face off and parses words on questions like, do you own a private jet? And he says, no, I don't own a private jet. You're married to a Heinz, dude. Does your wife own a private jet? Well, yeah. Oh, oh okay. 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 Well, isn't it when you gotcha. get married, everything's split 50-50? Yeah, Am so, I wrong? So they say. Yeah. She, she probably prenupped his Skeletor I butt. I would have. Anyhow, I want to close this. We started this this whole thing, right? And I don't want to go too long here. But we started this we whole could. thing where we ran we read the preamble to the Declaration of Independence, right? I want to finish this thing by reading the preamble to the Declaration of Independence again after the whole conversation that we've just had, mm -hmm. and I want to also read the preamble to the Constitution. Okay, so I'm going to start. And 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 look, I also want to say this before we read this. Okay, you guys, this is how maniacally focused the founders were on individual liberties that not only did they lay out our mission statement, which was basically the, direct, the Declaration of Independence. This is our mission statement, okay, directed by God, right. the finger of God on these documents. Then they wrote the Constitution that lays out our civil liberties, 
the fact that they they wrote a they wrote a constitution in negative rights, which is not done anywhere else in the world, meaning that the government cannot do this. They didn't write a document that says the people have this right to do this. They said the people have this right to do this and the government cannot do that. The government cannot infringe on that. The government is never allowed to do this. And they so distrusted government (laughs) that not only did they write the mission statement in the Declaration of Independence, did they write the Constitution of the United States of America ratified in 1787, but they also... They also, because of Patrick Henry, Mm -hmm. on top of the Constitution, said, and oh yeah, hey guys, we so distrust the government that here's the Bill of Rights on top of the Constitution, on top of the Declaration of Independence, that you shall not ever infringe on the individual liberties and the rights of the people. And if you do... They have the right to drag you out by your toenails and hold you accountable. And we should. Anyhow. So, I'm sorry. Here we go. Let's read the preamble to the two of the most important documents in human history. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because this paper says and, Constitution 101. And it's, 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 it is funny. And keep in mind that when we think about these documents... What the predicates for these documents were. Mm-hmm. The Magna Carta. Right. Okay. And in large part, in large part, the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Where God lays out to Moses, this is the, these are the basic tenets of what a civilized society needs to have that I deem acceptable for the way that you, my children, are going to treat each other. And then on top of that, which is also has God's finger all over these documents, Mm -hmm. God says, in here, I'm also going to give you my only begotten son in which we're going to create this little book (laughs) called the Bible that is going to be the basic structure of every successful family and governance within this country. And that is the way. This country was created. Understand, at the beginning of this country, when they said freedom of religion, that meant freedom to practice whatever form of Christianity that you wanted to. Correct. That was their perspective. They never envisioned. They never envisioned that because at the time, there were no other religions here. Okay? So, our the structure of our government is built on top of thousands of years of human history with God's fingerprints and Jesus Christ's fingerprints all over it with tenets from the Bible and from the Ten Commandments all over it. And our founders thought so deep and discussed this so deeply and they believed so much in individual rights that they laid out, again, our mission statement. Then they laid out the Constitution And then they said, we so distrust that you won't even follow that, that we will give you the Bill of Rights on top of that, because we so distrust that government will not become an out-of-control, tyrannical entity. 
because it is human nature. So let's finish this thing off with the preambles to the Declaration of Independence and the preamble to the Constitution. Declaration of Independence, 1776. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Preamble to the Constitution, 1787. We, the people of the United States. Wait a second. Wait a second. Is is people capitalized there? Sure is. Oh, my goodness. Sure is. Here we go again. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense promote the general welfare and secure the blessings, capital B, of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Okay, let me see that thing real quick and we'll finish this thing with this. Okay. Sounds like they wrote it so you know, we had all the rights. We, oh, goodness Check gracious. Goodness gracious. Okay. We, the people of the United States. Okay. Simple enough. In order to, uh, in order to form a more perfect union. Okay. Uh, union capitalized in a union of states in a Republican form of government. More perfect union being that we are constantly evolving. Right. We have the ability to continue to amend the constitution mm-hmm. to provide better avenues mm-hmm. to, Things change. To life, liberty, right. and the pursuit of happiness. Life. 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 Liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And just so you know, there are 15 states in the United States of America pursuing euthanasia. Euthanasia laws. Similar to Canada. Killing young people who are depressed. Life. Life. In order to form a more perfect union. In the, with the goals being life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life, life, life. Okay? So, establish justice. Um, okay. Do we see justice in the United States of America today? No. Pro-lifers getting sentenced to 10 years in prison for praying at an abortion clinic? No. I mean, if you... if you Justice, January 6th. That's all I'm saying. J6ers J rounded up. I mean, uh, Steve Baker... They have informed Steve Baker he's going to be charged and arrested. Of what? For what? What did they tell him he was going to be arrested for? Well, we haven't came up with that yet. Right, right. We ain't figured that out. As if he doesn't have a right to know. So basically, but but hey, Steve, we're going to arrest you. Because we can. Steve says, you know, for crimes against humanity, I guess. Right. Which, if you don't know who Steve Baker is, please look him up. 
you'll learn a whole lot about J6 mm-hmm. and who really coordinated that thing and what really happened there. Okay. But do we see justice? No, we don't. Okay. To ensure domestic tranquility. Yeah. Do we see domestic tranquility or is it just mass upheaval in the United States of America it's and chaos. chaos in many places, it's right? Chaos. Yeah. Yeah. They're failing on that. So we've got two check marks against them <laughs> on the preamble to what the federal government is supposed to do. Provide. Oh, my goodness. Don't, come on now. <laughs> come on now. Provide for the common defense. Okay, well, do let's we not even, even go there. Do we even need to touch that one? Uh, I don't even want to go there. Do we, do we, seriously? I could be here all day. Look at the border. Hey, guys, just so you know, of those Chinese military-age men coming over the border, there are multiple videos across the Internet of them coming into the United States and setting up target ranges for themselves to practice their accuracy on pistols and rifles and shoot and move operations. They just want to come here for a better life. What? What kind of... Where'd they get their guns? Hey, guys, what kind of... Right? <laughs> and what, know. what kind of jobs are they looking for that they need to work on shoot and move operations? Uh, so, um, Where are they getting guns and ammo from? Somebody please answer that. Because I'm sure it's... All I can do is shake my it's head. It's definitely not coming from the cartels who... You want to know who's in charge of the southern border? It's the cartels and China. Mm-hmm. That's who's running the southern border. It's also likely who's running uh, Joseph Robinette Biden. Oh, Scranton Joe. Maybe he should have told him, you know, maybe he should have told him, well, I knew the CCP was a bad dude. And I told him, Corn Pop, you might cut me, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your neck. Okay, he's maybe the he's the worst liar ever. Maybe he should tell Xi Jinping that. Or maybe he should tell Xi Jinping, hey, I'll go get in the pool and I'll get out. And apparently, this is super fascinating. You can rub the hair on my legs. <laughs> And watch the blonde hair dyed by the sun because I'm white. And oh. and you can watch the hair stick back up because apparently Joe Biden says that young young black children love to rub his legs in the pool. He loves that. I'm, I'm, we ain't even going to go there. <laughs> okay. So provide for the common defense. So we're over three on the federal government right now on their promise to the American people for what the Constitution and the federal government requires them to provide for us. Way to go, Joe. Okay. Promote. Oh, jeez, oh, Pete. Gets Pro- worse, right? Promote the general welfare. Does that mean like welfare like Section 8? Oh, if you're a Democrat. I, mean, I guess you could say that. probably does. We, we thieve your taxes and it, uh, we redistribute wealth. To people in the socialist communist way that we would really, really like to do. It's crazy because it's almost like you're saying, I give you money and food and shelter and you do what I tell you to do. Right, right. And, and, and understand that when they start having the conversation about universal basic income, where it, basically people make the argument that, well, the government should just give everybody forty to $60,000 a year, as if that wouldn't cause massive, massive inflation. But needless to say, we already have these types of programs. Mm-hmm. We already have socialist programs within the United States of America. It's one of the large parts of why we're failing. Yeah. Okay, so we're 0 for 4. We're 0 for 4. Kill no it. justice, no domestic tranquility, no provide the common defense, uh, no general welfare, and secure the blessings. Big B blessings. Where do blessings come from? Capital G, God. That is an absolute fact because human beings cannot provide uh, blessings. Those blessings are directed through God. You can you can take action to 
to provide a, a kindness or a service for somebody, but that blessing is directed through through God. I can say God bless, bless you and bless your day. Directs that to you. But only God can give that. Only God can bless. Like when somebody says, when somebody sneezes, right? God bless you. And you say, God bless you. You don't say bless you because you're not God. So you can't bless them because you're not God. So when they sneeze, you say, God bless you. Should we say, John carry you? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> okay, so uh, secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. We got another failure. Do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. So I read again, and I would like you to ask yourself as I simply read through the simple things that the federal government is supposed to provide for us. So yet again, let's finish with this. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings, Big B, blessings Mm -hmm. of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Um, You guys, I'd like to thank you so much for listening to this experiment. This is fun. I'd like to thank you so much for welcoming in our our guest and mystery voice, who is oftentimes the test dummy who gets to listen to and uh, has to deal with um, all these lengthy podcasts that that I do. And, And God bless her. She sits in here and says, yeah, I don't know about that. And, you know, <laughs> I just can't not be honest. Maybe you should have gone somewhere else with that or, you know, oh, you forgot to say this. But I'd like to thank you for welcoming both of us in and listening to us because we don't do this because we don't care. That's we, why we do it, we, actually. We do this. I do this. I love America. And because we want this country to persist forward in the manner in which it was intended to the, this beautiful blessed place that we have that is the United States of America that too many of us have taken for granted and assumed that it was always going to be the way that it was intended to be. And it has not been that way for quite some time. And we must wake up. And I used to say, you know, talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to anybody that wants to listen. I don't care if they want to listen or not. We don't have the luxury. We must wake up now. Mm -hmm. Now. And we must, we must stand on the principles that created this country and say you have failed to provide the things that you committed to provide to the people of the United States. You have outsized your authority. You have become tyrannical. And we are going to abolish you. And hold you accountable. 
And we need to take every person, every elected representative, I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat, you need to find out how they're voting, what they're doing, if they're fulfilling the promises they made to you in the campaign. And if they are not, they all need to be primaried and they all need to be gone. And we all need to go to our elected officials in our states, in our counties, in our cities. And we need to say, if you cannot verify to me that my vote will be counted in the manner in which I cast it right then, right there, and I can sit here and watch the whole process go down and feel comfortable that the election that I just participated in is free and fair and that the outcome that the people chose is actually going to be the outcome. We're going to have an election, not a selection. If that isn't the case, then we need to be breathing down the necks of our elected officials saying paper ballots, hand counted, nothing else. And we want as many poll watchers and people as we can get to watch the vote count to ensure that what the people desire, what the people insist, what the people demand is what they get that they get the service that they demand, that the government who they elect operates at the consent of the governed. Because in this great country, you are in charge. You are the power in this country. And we have forgotten that. We need to go back to that. Not tomorrow. Today, now, we need to look at every elected official and say, are you doing your job? If you're not, go. Bye. See you. Don't let the door hit you. You know? Matter of fact, let it. Yeah. In fact, I'll I'll swing the door to smack you out of here faster. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everything that you guys do. Thank you for being engaged Get others engaged. Talk to anybody. Talk to everybody. Tell them the truth. I don't say things on here that I can't back up, that you can't go look up yourself and see that I'm telling you the truth. And you may have to read through a bunch of things because you're going to find a whole bunch of lies in mainstream media articles that are going to tell you the lies. They're going to feed you the lies. They're going to feed you the propaganda. We need to understand that the mainstream media has become a fully controlled psyop of the CIA and of the intelligence agencies to push narratives and messages on us that they want us to believe. They are trying to turn us into sheep, into cattle, to herd us into our own destruction. And they're doing it. At their, at their desire. Mm -hmm. They're doing it. They're doing a good job of it. God bless you guys. God be with every one of you. Go out there and fight peacefully. Use your rights. Use your rights. Do not let them atrophy. Go out and fight for this country. And understand that at at the highest level, Donald J. Trump is your weapon. He is your tool to save your country, to turn it back the right direction. God bless every single one of you. 
Thank you so much for listening to this. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you back here on the next one. And always, always remember, the road to progress is paved in facts. Boom! God bless America. I love America! God bless America!